Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Skyrim here at Homie and the Dude. I am Bodhi, you're an exceptional dungeon master, and I am the little dungeon master, and I am joined by our exceptional cast of players. What's up, guys? What is up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Skyrim. <laughs> oh, that yeah. Is that is up. Um, so, quick little recap. Last session, uh, you guys were inside the Underground Club, which is a sewage tunnel basically, that has been, like, cleared out. Um, there is uh, two dance floors. You've got a dance floor of people on the ground. You've got a Zero G's dance floor. You've got a bar over at one end. You've got a, a wizard mixer who Toad uh, spent a bit of time convincing to quit his academic prospects and follow his, his love of creativity. Um, young Ben, uh, I believe he was called. And um, from there, we had some very interesting interplay with the group where a couple players uh, took some drugs and experienced some very weird things. Um, you saw someone who you'd met earlier in the, uh, in the campaign, a, a woman, an elfish woman called Uma. Um, and Uma basically offered you guys to, uh, to come join her um, and, uh, and leave the club basically and go perform some illegal activities in deep downtown. Um, and you guys as a group had actually just left Uma for a second to go to the dance floor to go grab R&R &R and Ulfur and have a little bit of a discussion about uh, how you guys were going to go about it. I believe there was uh, the idea that you guys were going to be f going with her, but you were hoping to change the idea of the activity that was going to be taking place. Um, and, uh, and yeah, that's, that's where we're at. So, if everyone is sitting comfortably, then we'll begin. As the music blares on, as, as the bass thumps in your, in your chest and in your ears, um, you see people's sweaty bodies uh, writhing around and dancing together as they, as they grind up against one another. The lights flash and reflect off of the tiles of this subway tunnel. And as you are all kind of huddled in the center of the dance floor having a, a, a conversation, we're actually going to cut away from our group of players. And we're going to cut to a room that none of you recognize. But there's a gentleman with a tall hat and ginger fuzzy hair coming out either side, kind of like carrot toppy, kind of like a like hairdo kind of going on. Um, and he barges through two large doors. <gasps> And you see, as he does, um, he kind of came walking from like an angle and he steps off a couple of clouds as he barges through the doors and he was like running on clouds is what it kind of looks like. And as he slams through the doors, he's like, ah, Sir, I have a message from the Arcane Institute. You hear a deep voice suddenly say, Yes, what is it, Darius? Step forward and speak. As this voice kind of echoes around this hall that is 
basically just gorgeous marble like pillars kind of like going either side uh, uh, up the sides uh, to a like desk basically with a large bookcase behind it and the person is kind of swiveled facing the other way in the chair the young ginger lad runs up to the desk and goes my prime I've had word from Kyber you're gonna find this very interesting the Don himself admitted to being part of the Defiant. Not only are the Defiant still in existence, but he admitted to being one of them, being on their council. How did you find this information out, Darius? Well, Kyber was using uh, a randomer as a, as, as a way to project through, and he, he caught visual of it. And, uh, and saw it, my prime. Um, I, I, I'm not sure what you want to do with that. Stop your muttering, young Darius. Quiet one moment, let me think. The chair kind of leans back and creaks as it does, as like a, a cloud of smoke kind of puffs outward from the side. Okay. Well, we have the trial coming up that the Carlisles are running in the People's Republic very soon. The day after was meant to be the festival of those filthy heathen rebels from downtown. So, I reckon if the trial goes forward, we should likely, should likely do it the day after the trial. I'm thinking, send a raid party of a hundred men down to the Toranosu bathhouse. Let's clean them the fuck out. Take the Don, bring him to me, and he shall pay for his crimes against the Imperium. And Darius, make sure that the Carlisles double the forces at the Uptown Reservoir. We don't want anyone spoiling our trial. At that moment, we cut back to the party going on, and you were all stood in a circle. Oh, shit. Stakes heightened. Stakes heightened. Okay, sorry. And, uh, and Ulfur... We don't feel it, though. Ulfur's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm feeling... Uh, Arnor, you suggested that I head home, and I, I think it's probably a good idea I've... Uh, Stayed out a little bit later than I should have, and I'm sure Anthea will be uh, will, will be home uh, by now. So um, I, I'm I'm going to head home. Uh, I, I will catch you guys uh, maybe tomorrow morning. Um, when you do get back to the house, um, just sleep anywhere. We'll we'll organize proper sleeping arrangements for you all uh, tomorrow. But but sleep sleep where where you like. And then uh, you see him kind of turn. <clears throat> And kind of begin hearing the beat again. He's like, then again, no, 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 I can't, I can't. I, I, and looks at RNR and thinks back to the conversation they just had about him being a little bit more serious. He's like, I, I'm going to make the mature decision. I'm, I'm heading home for the night. I will, uh, I, I will see you all. Uh, thank you for a lovely evening. Please be safe and, and keep to side streets. Don't get caught by any guards. We don't need to come and break you out of prison as well as young Barnaby. Um, <laughs> um, that will, that that will give us an end, but that's a you know, that's another 
Ooh. planning later on. Yeah. That's an idea, but that's you know what? Uh, give me give me some uh give me some webbed webbed hand toad. I like that. Oh, yes, there, there we go. <laughs> yes. Oh oh yes. Okay. Ooh, little yeah. bit little bit slimy. Um uh, I mean I'm a I'm a toad. I mean it's I don't know what I was expecting, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I'm gonna um pat him on the shoulder and kind of lean in and say, You're making the right decision. Thank you. Uh, the, no. <laughs> Thank and as he says this, he like goes to lean into you, but his like upper half like leans away, and his lower half leans towards you. He's like, "Oh, okay." Thank, th thank you, R and R. Um, I, I I appreciate that. And you see him kind of stagger a little bit. Uh, for sorry, the the room started spinning for a quick second. I was a whoosh. There's a. Would you like someone to walk you home? No, no, it's fine. I know my way. And it's it's only just it's just around the corner. It's it's just just around the corner. So I'll be fine. And uh he he taps uh Evis and R, &R on the shoulders and then turns around and is like, see you all and uh and begins making his way through the crowd. Yes, Evis. Oh uh could Evis potentially do hand of healing again? Yeah. And yeah, you know, be I'll like do. as a like a uh, put hand on the shoulder, like, hey, but hey, are are you okay? And I am wearing the leather gloves, so no shockies. No shock. Uh, that yes, I'm. Oh, oh, I'm feeling much better now. Actually, thank, thank you. Your 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 touch is calming. I just it it's it's sketchy out here, and I don't want you to get hurt on your way home and not have your faculties about you. You see him, you see him like reach into his pocket and you see him like trying to pull something out of like a small scabbard that is like tucked like under his armpit. He's, you can see he's like trying to pull a dagger, but the angle isn't working in his drunken state. And he's like, yeah, I'll be, and he gets the dagger. And he's like, I'll be fine. Uh, you know, and he slides it back in. Like, don't, don't, don't worry about me. I'll be, I'll be all fine. Uh, okay. Doubtful. Yeah. Press X to doubt. <laughs> uh, I'll see you guys later. And he, he he makes his way off through the crowd and heads. You see him like head over to where the bouncer is and back up the ladder to 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 the manhole cover and disappear. Um, and you guys are kind of left in the center of the dance floor with the music just kind of thumping. People kind of jostling into you guys every now and then. Over to you. Well, we decided Ooh. we might go to Uma's, but I got some resistance, a feeling of resistance, R&R, &R, and I don't know, we talked about perhaps it could be a fact-finding mission, and we may be able to influence her in not being so illegal. I... I just have a... I have a bad feeling about that, considering we do not want to bring any more attention upon ourselves than we already have. Are we all wanted, or just just you guys? Right? Was it everyone on that wanted poster, or just? Uh, it was. Go, it was Blanco. Rom. It was Rom, Evis, Blanco, and Gio. But the the drawing of Blanco was absolutely terrible. If you remember, the drawing of Blanco was absolutely atrocious. Um, but it it had a good depiction of Evis, a good depiction of Rom, and a good depiction of Gio, and then a terrible drawing of uh, of Blanco. And R and R and Toad, you guys were not uh, involved. The artist tried, okay? He tried his best. He tried their best. <laughs> That's uh, why we're in disguise. Can I can I pull R&R mm -hmm. aside? And yeah. uh, um, 
do you mind R and R? We just have a, a a quick word, and I'm I'm happy for us to 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 do whatever whatever ends up happening. Um, so we uh, can can we go aside for a second? By all means. You you probably know this, but I've been a student of history for a long long time, and I know that the Carlyles are a key player <clears throat> in this whole story. And I'm not sure what Uma Carlyle might or might not be able to tell us. I don't know. But what I do know is that Malcolm Carlyle is one of the original. He is. He is one of the four that run this entire sky. You know this, I'm sure. And I don't know if we'll see her again. But I do know there's a lot at stake. We all have. Big goals that we want to achieve, and one of them is to is to spring Barnaby. And on the surface, it looks like it might be a really tall mission. And I don't know if Uma Carlyle might be able to give us that thread of advantage that we might be looking for. I say that as a fellow investigator, and please, I'm your junior, so talk me down if you need to. Sergio. You have proven yourself time and time again to be not only a capable combatant, but also a capable detective and leader when it comes to it. And if you believe that this is of the utmost port import to this mission, I will defer to you. Oh. Oh. I didn't mean that, Arnold. I I didn't want to be deferred to. I I'm happy to defer to you. I I feel confident in certain areas. I feel confident I in. You have what we in the industry like to call good gut instinct, and if you feel good about this, I'm willing to trust that. Okay. 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 Let's do it. And if things go wrong, that's just what happens. But sometimes you have to make big risks to get big gains, and I'm willing to do that, Arnold. I suppose that makes you a better revolutionary than me. And he nods、uh, as he walks back to join the group. While this is going on, Blanco's sort of like coming out of his like flare. Sort of like、haze. nightmare haze, and he's just, you know, scratching a bit, and just sort of like, and just trying to take in everything that he learned, and、uh, really trying to like think back in his memory where he might have seen, remember, heard any nuggets about the person with the black hands, like things that. Could come back to him where he's maybe been involved with this person before somehow, but not too sure. So he's just sort of standing off to the side, like. like Joanna, Joanna, are you are you okay? You seem a little. Oh, sorry. Ah,、uh, no, it's all good. Make a history check for me. Toad, continue. At ten. Ten. But with a ten. Everything's a little bit foggy, but you now can see, you know, those things that you noticed in your in your haze in your trip. You noticed those 
two very specific things before it had been, you know, you couldn't really see much of the face. You just saw that black hand kind of disappear uh, out of the doorway and, uh, and you knew that. Now though, you have, uh, you know, this kind of a little bit of a facial image, black rings around their eyes. Um, this kind of laurel and this beautiful blue kind of like scarf silk kind of like a like scarfy type thing. So that's just kind of replaying in your head. Go for it, Toad. Sorry. Toad just flies up and it's like, are you you okay? I mean, so just looking at right right at their irises, like a yeah, Fleur is a hell of a drug. Um, but you seem to be. How are you coming down? I think. I mean, I think you're as you are. I think you're that a bit. As you look at Blanco's pupils, you can see that their pupils are less solid and almost like um, doing doing like a, a like almost undulating ever so slightly, just like a little bit of like undulation to them. Um, not mountains, but it seems like they're kind of like a little bit. Dios mio, uh, my friend Toad, I. Um, and he just sort of like suddenly stops, like in the middle of things because it was just and then he comes back again he's like oh this might take me just a, a few minutes to come around but oh i toad i know that uh, you and r and r are about investigation but you know what i have some more information about the man with the black hands We'll discuss it later. I have some more visual reference to go by. I know maybe you guys can help me. Marco, there's no maybe about it. Of course, of course we'll help you. Come on, like that's that's what we do. That's how we make our living, somewhat. You know, we made some money. This this usually we make our living. So of course, I mean, whatever we can do to help, definitely just um. And maybe after all this, just let us know, like, whatever, how did you, it's, it's not important, I guess, but yeah, we can definitely, we can definitely get into what information you have and see what we can do. So. Well, in return. in the flare, I saw, I saw these things that I've not seen before. I only knew he was the man with the black hands. Now I know he has a, like, a, almost like a crown of, thorns with a water droplet and this tied silk cravat like a waterfall it is it is new information for me and and you are an r and and now you have geo and i suddenly like space and i come back again yeah, I, I, make, I make a noise just like to kind of bring <laughs> yeah. them back oh i was oh. gonna like try to like you know catch if, if necessary. <laughs> oh, it's a, oh, I think maybe we discuss this later because I'm oh, still oh, maybe. a bit thirsty. Well, we will discuss this later. We will discuss this later though. That's... Okay. As we're... As... One second. As Blanco says to you all, crown with water droplet and yeah. scarf, you know, says this. Can everyone please make a history check? And I will let you know that the DC for this history check um, is going to be a 21. No. Oh. It's not okay. rolling. Nope. Nope, 16. 22! Uh, Boom. Oh. Oh. <laughs> That's detectives right there. So, with a 22, R&R, &R, 
As you're walking back and you hear the end of this kind of sentence and you hear Blanco mention that this person was wearing, you know, the crown, you know instantly that the barbed wire with the water droplet is the symbol of the Imperials. You know that that is the symbol of the Imperials. That's their logo, that's, you know, on all of their sails, on their, their zephyrs, on their balloons, you know, on the armor that they wear. So you can deduce almost straight away that this person has to be an Imperial of some sorts. If they're wearing a crown that has, you know, a barbed wire crown with, with a water droplet in it, they, they have to be an Imperial of some sorts. And then the other thing that rings a little bit odd to you, that just kind of, you begin kind of just thinking about is, when you were at the Arcane Institute once, a group of Imperials from the Imperial City came to visit the Arcane Institute and just kind of have a look around when it was like, uh, you know, in its heyday, you know, and, and, and kind of just show their face. Um, you believe that it was at the time to like uh, unveil a new statue, basically, and so they were showing up. Yes. Wait, is it the Arcane? I was at the university, right? Yes. D did I say the Arcane Institute? My apologies. Yeah. I meant, I meant okay. the I was, university. I was, I was sorry. Like, sorry, oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I meant the no university. Worries, right. worries. Yeah, sorry. That was my bad. Um, and uh, and they came to unveil like a, a statue and they just sh came to show their faces. You remember one of these guys? That, that blue to white waterfall kind of cascading scarf rings true in your head. You can't place exactly who it was because it was so long ago, you know, five years on, you know, it's, it's, it's been a while. And, uh, and you, were, you were a different person back then. But yeah, you, you know that they're an Imperial now with that, with that, with that 22 history check. You're, you're pretty damn sure that this person must be, must be ranking within the Imperials. Did you, did you say barbed wire crown? Yes, for sure. Then your master's killer is a member of the Imperium, high ranking. What? I would. This is fortunately something we could perhaps take care of in a two birds, one stone type situation. But. This is the state of things. Either your master did something illegal, according to the Imperium, or, and I hate to jump to conclusions, he may have been a part of our very same resistance. Wow. I can't imagine my master doing something illegal. He was the most honorable man here. Mm. I've I can't imagine this, so the other must be trying. Maybe he was part of the resistance. Perhaps, and I'm beginning to see that there is a difference between being honorable and being lawful. And in such a place where these laws are meant to constrain rather than to protect, I am beginning to believe that it is honorable to break them. But I do not wish that my mission puts anybody else in danger. 
I appreciate we have taken on something else, but... Marco, we're, we're already in here. I mean, that yeah. ship has sailed. So, we're already... It's... It's fine. That's a good... We, we have a discount for friends for deducing things, and that obviously puts us in the field of danger regardless, so you're in good hands. Then I thank you, and I thank you for your wisdom, for the knowledge. As I said, you are great detectives. Blanco, we're over here. Like I see Blanco just looking off in this direction. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you look into the camera like you're on The Office? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I'm sorry. It is. Uh, anybody got any water? Agua. <laughs> I know it's uh, rare here. But... Uh, Evis, Evis and Toad had just brought you guys back some water at the end of last session. Yeah. Oh. So I, I'm like, I gulp it, I lap it, gulp it, and it's like, oh, thank you. Muchísimas gracias. I walk over to Evis and just say, hey, Evis, first of all, thank you for whatever you did to sort of recover me from this silly decision. Another silly decision I made. And it seems like you're almost like a guardian angel to me. Whenever I make a a bad move, you kind of recalibrate me a little bit. And I just also wanna, I wanna see how you're doing because as more of this story keeps unfolding, the more is at stake. And I know that you have your own things that are important to you. You've been talking about different kinds of torn feelings about Alia. Are you okay? As he's saying all of this to you, uh, Evis, you look at Geo's pupils, <laughs> and Geo's pupils are kind of like, if you imagine if you had like a spherical like thing with liquid filled in it, and you know how uh -huh. like it sits at the bottom, but then like if you like shook it, the liquid would like lap up and fall and like there'd be like little spurts. It's kind of like that. His pupils have sunk to like the bottom of the circle where his pupil would be and they look, it looks kind of like liquid sloshing in mm. his eyes almost. Yeah, very Rick and Morty. Yeah, got it. <laughs> <laughs> Geo, you don't need to worry about me. I've... I'm just walking along the path of Alia, and she is lighting the way. Whatever happens, she clearly meant for it to happen. And I have full faith in her guidance and her plan for me and our cohort. But, you know, it is also... I just feel compelled to make sure that I do whatever is possible to protect the lot of you. I mean, you all were so kind as to give me care and seek out aid when I was struck by that lightning bolt the other day. Was that really the other day? But uh, why can't I pay it back in kind? 
Good to hear that, Evis. How are you feeling? Oh my god, I didn't realize that. <laughs> Fuck, I didn't realize that 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 was actually drugs. I just thought it was alcohol. Oh my god. I did too. And in one way, I'm feeling great. I don't know why, but I feel like I know even more about myself, and I know even more about my destiny. In another way, I'm confused because I saw my brother and I saw my my uncle in a vision, and although I feel better about myself, they doubted me in the vision. They doubted my own faith in myself, and I can't get my head around that conflict. I feel stronger than ever, but they somehow painted a a darker cloud around me. Geo, your mind, when affected by mind-altering substances, <laughs> tells you things. Tells you the things that you're most afraid to hear, so that you can best prepare for whatever outcome comes. I. You have acted with dignity and strength, and there's no reason why, in reality, they would be Excuse me. disowning you. Or as so, you say this, uh, as you say this, a tiefling gentleman uh, dressed in like a what, what would be like a standard shirt, like with collar, but the shirt is made out of like fishnet mesh and is like this blue material um, with like two two drinks in hands. Like, kind of, like, squeezes through. It's like, oh, sorry, guys. Excuse me. Just trying to get to my friends. Thank you. And uh, just kind well, yeah. of goes We're having a serious school. conversation in a club. <laughs> <laughs> and just kind of wedges his way between the group and, uh, and disappears off into the, the, the crowd behind you guys. Man. Insight check that tiefling? Like, sure. Is he sure. relevant? Okay. <laughs> Bodhi got me crying at the club. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a 22. <laughs> a 22? Uh... He definitely looked like he was having a great night, and he had the kind of smile on his face that someone has when they meet the person of their dreams. Like, there was this, like, just, like, gleam to him, and you could just see that this tiefling... And, and, and now that you kind of looked at where their head was looking as they went past you, you're like, they are definitely checking out this one person, and there was, like, eyes for this one person, and, uh, and they're just trying to beeline it back to their like circle of friends. But they kind of, as you notice, they nuzzle back in next to the person that they were kind of glaring at and kind of hand drinks and then like kind of begin dancing. And you see them like awkwardly bump into the person, kind of like giggle and just like a, a, a really nice like moment and unfolds over to the to the right of your guy's little circle. Aww. Wait, awesome. part of me is like, should I use levitate? A, like a little bit of levitate to like bump that guy into the person. Would that be no? No. Yeah. Like you said, like yes. Yeah. I think. Go on. Uh. Oh yeah. yeah no. What Ephesus is gonna do is actually use levitate. Be like, hold on, hold, hold on, Geo. One second. I. <laughs> I cannot interfere with true love. Or rather, I cannot help but Assist. propagate true love. Yes. So they like, you see like their hand like twists like this and the like tiefling with the drinks in his hand and he's like vibing or whatever. Um, a small gust of wind like 
blow, I mean, like, tips the drinks over on both of them. And it's like, uh-oh. You gotta take your clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you, see the, you see the tiefling lad take off his, like, fishnet top and, like, kind of bundle up and begin, like, dabbing the wet area on uh, on uh, on this, like, dragonborn uh, girl that he's uh, he's flirting with. And he's, like, kind of just dabbing. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. That was, that was all my bad. And she's like, it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. And she's like, you know what? I... I am really sticky now, though, and uh, I, I live just like uh, just a couple blocks away. Um, can you like walk me back so I can like get changed and, and maybe we can go back out for another <laughs> one or something? Would, would that be all right? And you see the tiefling, like his eyes just go <laughs> wide as anything as he looks, to, he looks to another tiefling gentleman just to his right, and uh, the other tiefling is like. <laughs> And he's like, he's like, yeah, uh, you sure? Um, yeah, yeah, no, no problem. Um, uh, yeah, cool. Let's go. Let's let, let, let's get out of here. And she's like, uh, bye, everyone. I'm just gonna, we're just gonna go get changed. We might see you guys later after the uh, after the party. And uh, one of like this other dragonborn girl that's with them kind of leans in and goes, oh, have a great time, and like kisses her on the cheek, and uh, and they kind of, and she. She like actually goes to turn and walk away from the group, like grabs his hand, and he's like still saying his goodbyes as she walks and just like pulls him, and he's like oh, ah! and like just uh, disappears uh, out of the crowd as Evis uh, seals the deal, wing airmans, airmans uh, him uh, him into uh, into that situation. Really nicely done. Um, as all of this is kind of going on, you see. Um, with R&R with your passives, everyone with your passives, you see uh, Uma gets up from uh, her little booth. Um, and uh, as you see her get up, she like necks the last of, if you remember, she had a giant flask that she had on her. And uh, she necks the rest of the flask, kind of puts the lid on and slides it under the booth, uh, like kind of bench area, and kind of begins walking over towards the exit without you guys. Uh, we didn't decide. It looks like U Uma. I'll, I'll play over to her. I'll be like, "Hey, hold on a second. We're um, oh, we're, hey. we're coming. They're, oh, they're just a little club over. Yeah, we're oh, just I, give us a, one second. I thought you guys had ditched me. Oh, cool, awesome. Yeah, no, I'll no. I'll go up and I'll wait for you guys outside. Then I'll, I'll just pop upside and I'll wait yeah, for you guys up yeah, there. We'll be there one quick moment. Yeah, they're just they're coming down. You know what I mean? That some. Maybe a little flare, so you gotta come down a little bit. So give us of one more moment. No worries, I'll, I'll meet you up there. I thought you guys had ditched me. I was like, oh, never mind. Like, I was bummed, but you know, I was just gonna. Man, whatever. Hey, Dude, anyway. No, come on. We thought we didn't. No, come on now. Hey, amazing. You're you. You're a legend. I can see now. I can tell. They're gonna sing songs about you. Someone's gonna sing well, songs about you. I'm gonna sing my own songs about me, though. But you know, someone can try. It's not you're gonna be as good though. You're but. gonna sing your own songs about. Damn, that's some like. You know, once I, I, play, I, I, I play a little solo on a harmonica. It's like little, like, give like a little teaser. Oh, that's beautiful. It reminds me, you know, you playing about you reminds me of this this theater piece I saw when I was a kid. It had uh, it had this like elf with this gorgeous blonde hair, and he was with like a, a team of other. Uh, elves and they were like looking to infiltrate this guy's mind and plant an idea in there. I can't remember what it was called. I think it was called in Inception or something. And, and it was just, it was, 
It's just like layers upon layers of, you know, you on you on you thinking about you doing you, but thinking like you. Do you know what I mean? Uh, close. It's interception. Oh, it's interesting. Yes. Have you seen, did you see that? When it came to uh, the People's Republic? No, I, I read the uh, script in my free time when I was, um. You know, you know Christoph Nolian? The writer of Interception? We had to help him one oh, time. No. We helped him one time, remember? It was a small case. We kind of, we don't know them, know them, but we did help them out a little bit for one of our uh, earlier cases. Right. So, I, I I had read the script previously, just after the play had gone through, when it became a little more publicly accessible. But that's right, we did meet him. That was an odd case. It was oh. brief, but... It was yeah. lots, of, lots of twists and turns in that one. Damn, that's that. You're so lucky. He's he's and you know what? It's, it's always his orchestral music with the drums and the da da da. So it always like gets you right in the like. That it, that would actually be Hansel Zimmer, not. Uh, he, oh, he would be the composer of such things. Yes. Oh, I just assumed that Christoph was uh, was in there doing his thing. Damn. Um, you're right. You're smart. You know. You know. You, you know. You're. You know your po your, your pop culture. I like that. I like that. Oh, I not really. I'm. I I just uh. N never mind. I. Ardar's a little embarrassed almost. Like, this is like a very kind of secretive. Because <laughs> he tries to be very professional when he's out. He was looking. Obviously, we read scripts sometimes just for because so noticed that like we read scripts sometimes for our cases. For that case, it's kind of pertinent to know what was going on because maybe someone might have stolen that idea or something. So we had to kind of know the script pretty well, and that's why we had to uh, keep that, Was that the case? I I think I heard something about it from a, a news speaker um, in Uptown. Was that the case about the the playwright that had interacted with uh, a a uh, a arcane user of some sorts that had performed some sort of sleight of hand and had stolen the script and was trying to use it as his own? Was that that case? Legality reasons, I can't say yes or no to that. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, I, I fully understand. Um, are, are, are the rest of your, your guys ready to go or, or do you, or you guys need to go back and get them? Yeah. We'll, we'll meet you out. We'll meet you out there. We'll be, give us this one moment. We'll meet you yes. right back there. Of course, yeah. No, no worries, Anna. You see her kind of like a, like very slinkily, like climb up the ladder and uh, and kind of you know in that like elven, like nice you know kind of graceful manner, just kind of climb the ladder. Um, and uh, and the last thing you see are her like big like five inch chuck of boots disappear up the manhole cover as uh, oh, she. No no, I thought that was scary. <laughs> <laughs> boots with a T, with a T, and no Y at the end of it. <laughs> oh my goodness! At um, this point, uh, there you go. go Blanco for it, guys. sort of like bumps into Geo, and he's like, "Oh, Blanco, oh. so Geo, uh, did, did you almost you call me Blanco? Uh, you know, I am like." <laughs> So, it's like, oh, yeah, what is your eyes? My eyes are the same as you. Crikey, what is happening? No, I don't. Oh, I see. Yeah. I'm okay. Are you? Yeah, I, try and walk. 
Evis and, Evis and, uh, and anyone else who's like come back to you can see Gio and Blanco are like <laughs> almost nose to nose at this point as they're communicating. <laughs> uh, right, so, oh my so we're about to, we're about to <laughs> go for it. Let's just say, so we're about to, um, to say for you guys, um, Maybe, maybe uh, Everson and, and Arnar, if you guys can just maybe keep an arm on them, you know, just keep them up. And also, do we still have, we have the cloaks, right? We put on cloaks for your left, correct? Yeah, you, you, guys, you, guys have, you guys have an array of, uh, of, of things to, to make oh. sure you can get from place to place. Because Blanco cool, because Blanco put on that cool uh, makeup yeah. on, so Blanco yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so we're, okay, yeah. we're, so let's um, maybe keep an arm on them, because um, I think they're, uh, how long have they been staring at each other? Have they been? <laughs> oh, I mean, Evis looks at a watch that isn't there. Uh, like <laughs> ten minutes. Are they gonna kiss? I don't. That's a good question. Question is: Are are they in a state to commit? Petty vandalism against I... the largest empire in the known world. <laughs> Would they put, commit vandalism in the state? Probably. I think Is I it a good that... idea? No. I, I have something that may be able to help, so give, give me a second. I think I can help with this. Should All we right, get them so out of here? I'm going to play a nice... Um, a song that has like a pretty high um, BPM, like a pretty good rhythm. Um, so I'm going to do enhance ability through level 10, both of them do bears endurance. So it gives an advantage on constitution checks. I feel like constitution nice. would drug my a little bit. So I'm going to play like a nice tune, like a uh, little fast beat. Kind of go with the beat of the club song. Cause the club song probably is like a pretty fast beat. So kind of make it my own and kind of give them like a little groove. So I can just fly between them as they're stuck at each other and kind of let, let the song kind of <laughs> So just yeah, amazing. You guys are now imbued with that 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 ability. Yeah, is it advantage on Constitution checks? Yeah, yeah, cool. it's advantage on Constitution checks. Cool, beautiful. And I, I quickly just as we're sort of face to face, I put my hands on uh, on Blanco's shoulders and I cast bless. And I have uh, cool. I have. Uh, blessed healer, so I get healed as well at the same time. Nice. So uh, yeah, so um... as uh, as Toad's music begins kind of emanating and, and Geo, you're kind of passing that energy back and forth. You guys kind of begin to become a little bit more lucid with what's going on around you. Your your pupils begin to solidify a little bit more for both of you, and you're you're a little bit more back with with uh, with reality to to a to a much firmer kind of extent at this point. Geo, your, your hands are very warm mm. uh, on these. I, I, thank you. Like, I'm no, starting feel, to feel better. I do too. I oh. do too. Yeah. It it feels like we've we've gone on a bit of a roller coaster, yeah. but I feel like I'm getting ready to take the seatbelt off and back into, into, oh, we're in a club. Okay, it was yeah. a, it was an interesting yeah. ride, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And what did we, what did we all learn tonight? What did we learn? Um, <laughs> we learn. We learned uh, information about ourselves. Not to go with the special, the house special, because that was the problem. 
Syringe is oh. always a no. Unless, unless a doctor is using Syringes. a syringe. No. Nope, nope, nope. We Say should no have later. had Dragonfire Bourbon. Yeah. That's what we should have had the Dragonfire Bourbon, not the Flare. Mm. Who knew? Sangria next time. Yep, that's me too. <laughs> Amazing. As you guys kind of regather yourselves, and I assume you begin making your way out of the club to go join Uma, um, you, you come back up, and the, the music kind of dies down as you exit the manhole cover and and r and r with strength kind of slides the cover back over and and, and covers the manhole and uh you see uma is kind of just lent up against a, a wall of a building nearby you but as you all come out that crisp uh air kind of hits you in the face um as uh, as you step out and also you all notice almost instantly that your ears are ringing a little bit like there's a little bit like that T tonight to see like you've been at a concert with loud music ring kind of going on um, and, uh, and Uma sees you and is like, oh, hey, hey guys, uh, you, you all ready now? Yeah, yeah. I suppose. As ready as we can be. Amazing, amazing, Fo follow me, come, come, follow me. And you see, uh, she, she begins kind of winding her way, uh, out of uptown. Um, you guys begin making your way into Midtown, and the vibe of the city uh, at night is very different. Though, you know, everything is still very much in shadow and in darkness, same as it is during the day, uh, the city is just a little bit different. You can feel that it's a... I won't say a sense of danger, but there's some shadows of people lurking. They're kind of disappearing as you come around corners. You know, you can hear mutters off in the distance and like scurries as you kind of go through Midtown and the streets are a little bit more quiet. Um, as you kind of begin to get to uh, Gnome City, you see um, that the road in which you guys had been in on the, on the so you've like crossed through Gnome City and like just at the end of downtown, that road where you guys had had this kind of encounter with Rom, you can see that, uh, if you remember, a bunch of plants had grown and had kind of like blocked the, 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 the roadway. You can see that there is like five or six Imperial Guards like hacking away at these plants and trying to like clear out the street basically. Um, and you can see one of them is like, hurry up now lads, I want to be going to bed at a reasonable time. We've got a bunch of work to do and I've got to file a fucking report after this. So chop chop, come on now lads, swing those axes, swing those axes. And um, Uma like kind of like stops you guys and holds you for a minute before being like, we'll go around though. We'll, we'll go around. So I follow me. And uh, again, she begins kind of just weaving her way uh, through some streets. If you guys want to do anything while we're making this transport, please let me know if there's anything that you're, you're like kind of thinking about before we get into downtown as a, as a whole. Yes, yes and yes, 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 yes. <laughs> go in. What order? <laughs> March order? No, no, no. What what order are the yeses? Oh, like who? Cool. Uh, Sam, you go first. Go for it. Okay. And then we'll go Amber. And then Blake, did you have something you want to do as well? Cool. We'll see after this. Yes. We'll, 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 we'll go in that order. We'll go Sam, Amber, Blake. Go for it. Am I am I getting trap vibes here? Like, it, are you getting trap is... vibes? Please make an inside yeah. check. That's that's well, a great question. Yeah, Gio, you can make an insight as well. Go ahead. Trap vibes and knew we were in a club, and so I was like, wait, trap music? <laughs> like. <laughs> uh, thir 13. Nothing nothing too wacky. Nothing too. 13? What so did you get, Gio? 15. 15. For both of you, 
What you know about Deep Downtown, uh, at least R&R, you would know this, Geo, you wouldn't. Um, R&R, you know that Deep Downtown is desolate. There's nobody there. Um, if there was a place to spring a trap, it's not a bad one to spring a trap, I'll be honest with you. But as far as her intention, and Geo, this is what you can tell, as far as her intention, it seems very harmless. It seems like this is just a rebel without a cause, in a weird way. You know, like that she is just trying to cause chaos and, and be that teenager that's, you know, like, fuck the establishment, fuck mom and dad, like that kind of thing. And, and, and that's the kind of vibe that you get from her. And because of that, though this area would seem like a good place to spring a trap, there's an overwhelming sense of if she's kind of like fucking dad, then she's kind of like fuck Imperials. And for her to sell you into an Imperial trap doesn't seem high on the like list of things that are going to happen tonight, basically. It doesn't seem likely. Um, but that's that's what that's what you guys can kind of deduce, the two of you. Um, anything else from, from you guys in terms of stuff that you want to do as you're making your way and observing her? Just before we go to Blake, I, that yeah, I was going to say, before we hop to Amber, yeah, go for it. Yeah, go I'm for contextualizing it. all that, also remembering what Oliver said about Uma versus the, the boy of the family and the, giving his... Yeah, the brother. The brother, yeah. Mm -hmm. So giving his blessing on, on Uma um, sort of settles down my slight discomfort with, with us getting to shadier territory. Cool. Uh, Amber, what did you want to do? What was Evis doing? You know, after making sure, of course, that, you know, that Geo and Blanco were good, that they were <laughs> sitting on solid, something solid, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I think Evis is really mostly curious about the dude in the big floppy hat across the way. And if Beautiful. they still, if he still noticed our group just hanging out. Cool. Um, if, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just so curious about this guy who see, keeps appearing in mm -hmm. so where you we are. In, in your head, are you trying to see if he's following you? Like, are you keeping tabs behind yeah. you? Cool. Beautiful. You, you can make an investigation check with advantage if you like. Or perception. Perception or investigation. I, I, I don't know. Whichever's higher. For well, you. they're both a plus one. <laughs> Beauty. Beauty. My highest was a four. Beautiful. Whoa. Beautiful. <laughs> With a four, as, you know, Uma's moving, she's moving quite fast through the streets and you're all having to, like, not, like, jog, but, like, do that, like, in between a walk and a jog to, like, keep up with her. Um, and so, Evis, every now and then you kind of check over your shoulder to see if there's anyone kind of following you. And uh, as far as you can tell, there's nobody following you. And, and I guess what I will say, though, is based on, because last session you did an inside check about the, about the guy, um, I'll give you a little yes. bit of retroactive kind of thoughts. And also, um... As you left, you didn't see him, like, get up and move. Like, he, it, it wasn't yeah. like he was like, oh, they're leaving, you know, kind of thing. Um, and a little bit of retroactive stuff, you know, you, you definitely got the vibe that he was eyeing you guys up and that there was intention behind his, his looks. That intention, you're not sure what that is, but there was intent behind the looks uh, more so than anything. Um, Toad, did you want to do anything? Not to, right? We no, didn't talk to him, right? Yeah. We saw them. We just noticed. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just, I just wanted to um, see if it was set uh, following us, like just kind of make sure we're not being unfollowed. So that's what I was going to do too. You can also roll a perception check. I'm totally cool with that. Ooh, yes, that's going to be a 19. With a 19, 
you're also like a, a little bit more frequently than Evis kind of checking over your shoulder, making sure that like no one's kind of clocking you and things like that. And uh, it seems like, and you maybe to your surprise, that this elf, you know, it knows her way around this part of the city pretty damn well. She seems to be navigating the streets well. She seems to be avoiding areas of danger that you know of, you know, parts of uh, downtown's neighborhood that are a little bit more dangerous and things like that. And she seems to be doing a pretty good job of it. As far as people following you, not a soul. There's not a soul behind you at any point. You're, you're, you're all good. You're all good. So, as you guys continue into downtown, and downtown is very different to the rest of the city, you know, the, the buildings are like shades of blacks, grays, and like dark browns. Uh, most buildings are like tenement, uh, tenement buildings, you know, um, they're, they're like multi-layers of many apartments, you know, where people kind of live. Um, as well as that, you know, there's a lot of like dumpster fires, like kind of littered around where people are kind of like gathering in these dark corners of the of downtown. Um, and, you know, as you guys kind of go through certain areas, you do hear like a mutter as, as you pass some people, but they seem to, you know, not take much notice other than that. You guys cross into deep, deep downtown. So, right at the bottom of the island. If you are on shard, you can see like right at the bottom of the island before the wall. Um, the co very corner of the wall is where deep downtown is. As you guys arrive here, you see remnants of history in front of you. It's like a museum of pain that you are kind of looking at. You can see that there is large uh, metal fences um, that have been placed up that uh, look, you know, some of them are bent and like broken Others are kind of like toppled over and others remain completely in place with barbed barb wire kind of strung along the top As she leads you through a gap in one of the fence You can see around you this derelict part of the city The buildings have like almost what looks like uh, almost nuclear scorch marks like on the buildings, you know, with these like black kind of shadows that loom up on the buildings. And you notice that most doors are kind of swung open or kind of moving with a little bit of wind and kind of just creaking and, uh, and doing their own thing. And as you get deeper and deeper, the lights begin to fade, the torchlight of, uh, you know, with the few lanterns and things that are lit in downtown as well as those like garbage fires, and it becomes almost pitch blackness and you're having to very much as a group stay close together and maneuver your way. Um, r, r with your passive, you don't need to roll for this, but anyone else who feels like they would be on guard looking out for things in this moment, you can also roll me a perception check. But r, &R with your 18, you notice this outright. You can, you notice this almost like very quickly, basically. Can I, can I go roll before? Yes. Sure, yeah, I'm happy to keep the 19. Yeah, more than happy to keep the 19. Can I also go over to Toe and uh, and just say, Toe, do you think it might be a good idea to send Reshi out? And just see if there's anything that, that's been following is us. With us? Is, is Reshi good with us? I forgot. I believe you left Reshi back oh, at the house. I believe yeah. Reshi did not uh, come with him, guys. Okay. Mm. okay. Um, so, anyone? did anyone roll above an 18 or an 18? An 18 for Blanca, 19. Evis? What were we rolling, I'm sorry? Perception. Perception. Okay. Oh my god. Great. Nope. Geo? Nope. Nope. Single digit. Okay, so Blanco, RR, and Toad. Rolling like shit. 
as you begin getting closer to like the wall, like the, the very bottom of this island, the wall, you notice a few streets over a dark figure moving along the rows of, uh, of, of the streets, along the blocks, in a similar direction to you guys. This figure seems to be looming at about a solid 10 to 15 feet tall. A very big, broad shoulders, kind of just lurking around in the darkness. And you can't really tell whether they're humanoid or not, but they're definitely walking on two legs. And, uh, and and working their way through the darkness. Yes, Owen. Is this city boy? Is would I know of anyone as tall as my lad? Can you please make an insight check? Yeah, little man. Uh, and, ooh, now 21. 21. Yeah. From from your deduction, the body shape. You know, you just you just fought him. Yeah, that's 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 city boy yeah, skulking yeah, yeah. around in deep downtown. That is city boy skulking around in deep downtown, and uh. And as you guys continue through, you eventually arrive at the wall, the barrier, the, the end of the city. And I'm not sure if you guys can see on the map if you are looking at Shard, but right on that corner pillar, if you notice right at the bottom of it, there's actually a little crack in the bottom of that pillar. So in front of you, what you see is this giant sandstone wall that's probably about, you know, 50 to 60 feet tall, ginormous like sandstone wall. Um, Uma kind of like leans forward and moves a bit of like wood to reveal a crack in the wall itself. She's like, guys, come in with me. Come on in. This is my nook. Come on in. Thank you so much for watching this episode of the Skyrim. We really hope you enjoyed seeing our players uh, enjoying themselves in the underground rave uh, for a little bit before heading to Uma's house. And also, is the Don gonna be raided? Who is the man that Darius, the messenger, spoke to? All things to find out in the next episode. Guys, if you've enjoyed any of this series, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, otherwise, um, Make sure you check out our Discord link in the description. You can join over 400 people um, who are hanging out in our Discord talking about many TTRPG-based topics as well as also MMA topics because we love MMA here at uh, Homie and the Dude as well. Other than that, we also have our newsletter of holding. So if you want free D&D supplements, you want behind-the-scenes information, and you also want to get signed up for giveaways that we do when we make our family-made dice, all completely free of charge, then sign up to that newsletter of holding. Not to mention, you also get updates on our airship combat Kickstarter that will be coming out very, very soon. So guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. And we'll catch you guys in the next episode.